can one episode save an entire series? That's pretty much what happened on October 30, 1978, when WKRP in Cincinnati was floundering in the ratings and on the verge of cancellation, when producers offered CBS a Thanksgiving episode about a radio station promotion, a helicopter, and some live turkeys. As God is my witness, it's Turkeys Away, next on Best Apps. Back in the early 70s, Mary Tyler Moore and her husband, Grant Tinker, started a production company called, appropriately, MTM. After a string of hits, including The Mary Tyler Moore Show and The Bob Newhart Show, the company solidified itself as a Hollywood player. But by the late 70s, on the heels of underwhelming returns for Mary spin-offs Phyllis and Rhoda, as well as two failed entries called The Last Resort and a dreadful Mary Tyler Moore variety show, although that did give us uh, early David Letterman, Grant Tinker and his company were desperate for a hit. So in 1978, MTM decided to go back to focusing on what made the Mary Tyler Moore Show so successful in the first place, the workplace. Though Mary and MTM's other series, The Bob Newhart Show, split narrative time between work and home, hi Bob, MTM wanted a show that would almost exclusively be set at work, but was also still an ensemble focusing on a family, a work family. Enter Hugh Wilson, a former Newhart writer who had written a spec pilot script about a low-tier radio station. Based partially on his time in the early 70s, working with Atlanta radio station WQXI, the script was edgy, it was funny, and it was new and familiar at the same time, transposing Mary's WJM newsroom with WKRP's DJ booth. Fred Silverman, NBC's new programming chief, admitted to TV Guide in their September 78 fall preview issue that networks were attempting to, quote, have it both ways, to do our kind of comedy, but still get an audience in this new comedy cycle, unquote. That comedy cycle that Silverman is referring to was the new turn toward harmless yet cloying sitcoms in the late 70s. Laverne and Shirley, Happy Days, Three's Company were number one, two, and three in the Nielsen ratings, with Mork and Mindy, Different Strokes, and Welcome Back Cotter on their heels. But WKRP had nothing in common with those types of sitcoms, with their wacky breakout characters and their lunchbox catchphrases. WKRP was smarter and way more edgy, and critics knew it. Bill Carter called it first-rate and very funny. Jerry Buck called it categorically the funniest new fall show of the season. Owen McNally said it was the classiest show of the fall season and, quote, packed with gags, unquote. So critical acclaim was virtually universal for WKRP, but CBS programming insisted on slotting it into the 8 p.m. kid-friendly time slot. So the pilot episode for WKRP aired Monday, September 18th on CBS. And though the show got off to a middling start, slotting it at number 29 out of 104 shows that week, it moved down the dial from there. Over the next five weeks, WKRP never cracked higher than number 37 in the tally of the week's top shows and bottomed out at number 47 with the episode Hold Up. So there were two reasons why it was failing. The first was that early time slot. With its adult themes involving homosexuality, racism, and drug use, WKRP belonged alongside the 9pm shows such as MASH, Taxi, and Barney Miller, the second problem was competition in that 8 p.m. slot. Also airing at that time on NBC was Little House on the Prairie, which was coming off a season that found it the seventh most watched show in the nation, 
Howard Hessman, Dr. Johnny Fever himself, put it best when he said, after an incredible amount of preseason publicity, saying this is the show for the new season, CBS put us in a really godforsaken time slot. As Newsday's Marvin Kitman wrote, WKRP was getting its brains bashed in by Michael Landon and company. CBS was about to give up on yet another MTM flop. But television columnists came to the rescue, decrying the network for the show's poor placement in its schedule. To his credit, CBS programming executive Bud Grant got the message. He would elect to test WKRP in a different time slot, with perennial hit MASH as the lead-in, to see if the critics were right. The episode that happened to fall into the new time slot test, Monday, October 30th at 9.30 p.m., was Turkeys Away. It was a programming move that saved WKRP and MTM and gave us one of television's all-time iconic lines. So how did that come about? Well, in casting the role of Arthur Carlson, WKRP creator Hugh Wilson was looking for someone who, in his mind's eye, resembled the real man upon which Carlson was based. For three decades, Jerry Bloom was the general manager of WQXI in Atlanta. Hugh Wilson had worked with that radio station as a younger man, so he knew what he was looking for when casting a Bloom-like GM for KRP. Actor Eugene Roach first read for the part, and told his old friend, Gordon Jump, about the audition. Eventually, Jump got the part due in no small part to his uncanny resemblance to Bloom. It's WKRP GM Arthur Big Guy Carlson who drives much of the narrative of Turkeys Away. It's a story about how Carlson is feeling left out of the happenings at his own radio station, so he quietly creates a unique promotion event without running it by his staff first. He wants to keep it a secret so that when it finally happens, the staff will see that the big guy still has some chutzpah left in the old gas tank. Fittingly, it was a story that, according to Wilson, was based on something Jerry Bloom actually did. While visiting WQXI to do research for WKRP, Wilson heard a story about when Bloom was a promotions man at KBOX KBOX in Dallas in the early 60s. Back then, the story goes... Bloom thought it would be a good idea to throw live turkeys off a pickup truck at speed in a shopping mall parking lot. As in the case of Turkeys Away, the Christmas PR stunt didn't go well. The public went nuts fighting over the turkeys, and it was a mess, his son Gary Bloom said in 2017. So then there's a case to be made that the folks in Yellville, Arkansas, originated the Turkeys Away idea in their annual Turkey Trot Festival which has been a local tradition since 1946. Each year, a dozen or so live wild turkeys are released from a plane two or three hundred feet up over Yellville, although in the town's first few turkey drops, they were sent off the roof of the courthouse, a three-story building. Actor Peter Strauss caused some controversy when he condemned the Yellville custom on a November 1985 appearance on The Tonight Show, prompting Johnny Carson to ask, Turkeys don't fly, do they? This forced town officials to respond that normally all their turkeys survive, unless they hit a power line on the way down. Despite the murky origins of Hugh Wilson's episode idea, he always claimed the inspiration came from Jerry Bloom. Wilson was adamant that Bloom had told him the story and that, upon hearing it, he told Bloom, you just won me the Emmy. So perhaps let's just leave it at that and say that Hugh Wilson had this idea for an episode of WKRP based on something he heard about in real life. 
So then he asked Bill Dial to go off and write the episode, which was timed to be the show's Thanksgiving holiday entry. Dial was an old friend of Wilson's from his advertising days in Atlanta and had little to no Hollywood experience. Still, Wilson hired him as a staff writer on KRP and a sometimes actor. Fans might recognize him as Bucky from a few of the show's episodes. However, the turkey script Dial came back to the writer's room with was, well, a turkey. There's an amazing oral history of turkeys away at the Classic TV History blog. There's a link in the description to it, but these next few quotes are from that article. I just think Bill kind of missed it completely, Wilson is quoted as saying. Dial, bless his heart, would tell you the same. He got the credit and kind of dined out on it, but, you know, I wrote every word. So it was Wilson who came up with the two most quotable lines from the show. The first comes as Richard Sanders, Les Nessman, watches from the parking lot, describing what he's seeing to the listeners over the air. As the turkeys begin to fall, a horrified Nessman takes on the air of an old-timey reporter. The turkeys, he says, are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement. Then he quotes Herbert Morrison's iconic 1937 report of the Hindenburg airship fire, Oh, the humanity! Wilson recalls getting pushback from CBS over the Hindenburg reference. The network would say, I don't believe younger people know what the line about the Hindenburg means. Wilson's response, so what? It's funny. Leave it in. For his part, Sanders went all in on trying to replicate Morrison's early radio-style staccato. He had the studio screening room roll tape of the disaster as his co-stars gathered around to see if he could replicate it. The result? Nesman's terrified and emotional, oh, the humanity, puts the perfect button on the scene as a cut back to the DJ booth shows Venus, Johnny, Travis, and Bailey trying to hold it together. We just could not keep from laughing throughout the whole taping of it, said Tim Reed. A few minutes later, Carlson and Herb enter the KRP lobby disheveled and covered with turkey feathers. The feathers were Frank Bonner's idea, who asked the makeup people to add them to his and Gordon Jump's suits without telling the other actors or Hugh Wilson. When I saw it, Wilson admits, I fell down in laughter. Carlson is embarrassed and annoyed as Andy tries to assure him if, anything, it was a very memorable promotion. I thought it would work, the big guy explains. I planned this thing right down to the last detail. The last few minutes of wrap-up actually breaks one of the cardinal rules of screenwriting, show, don't tell. But Sanders' account of the carnage works perfectly, given his seeming PTSD. Finally, Carlson emerges from his office, still clearly confused. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Yeah, I wrote that, Wilson told the classic TV history blog, adding that the phrase God is my witness was a favorite expression of his mother's. By the time Jump says the line, the show's end credits are already rolling, which kept in line with Wilson's credo of telling a joke and getting out fast. The show faded to black while the audience was still howling with laughter. Turkeys Away aired on October 30th, 1978, three weeks before Thanksgiving and the day before Halloween. It was a CBS programming decision that puzzled and confused the WKRP folks. I confronted one of those CBS people, Howard Hessman told the Associated Press. I said, I can't understand it. It's Thanksgiving. Turkeys. It has nothing to do with pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns, or witches. It makes no sense at all. But it turned out that the episode was so strong, it almost wouldn't have mattered when it aired. Thanks to the new 9.30 time slot, with MASH as a lead-in at 9, 
and with an assist from an appearance on the cover of TV Guide that week, WKRP's Turkeys Away did gangbuster numbers. And his performance helped convince CBS honcho Bud Grant to sheathe his axe for the time being. After one more episode in the old 8pm time slot, Grant put WKRP on hiatus with an eye to retooling the show to fit better in at 9.30. For his part, however, Wilson balked at the idea of retooling. I didn't tweak anything, he said. In fact, he admits he simply changed the cover pages on the scripts that had already been written and handed them back to CBS saying they were fixed. WKRP returned to primetime on January 15, 1979, slotted in after MASH and before Lou Grant, two shows that shared its grown-up sensibility. It was now aimed at a more adult audience, and that audience turned up in droves to watch such classic episodes as Who is Gordon Sims, a story about a Vietnam vet at a time when shows simply weren't doing that, and In Concert, a dramatic retelling of the real-life tragedy in which 11 people were crushed to death at a Who concert in Cincinnati in 1979. Through it all, WKRP attracted enough eyeballs to keep the show going for four seasons. It was only cancelled, Hugh Wilson told the Television Academy, because a new CBS programming chief liked Alice more than WKRP. But Wilson got the last laugh when WKRP went into syndication and became one of the highest-rated second-run syndication programs of all time to that time. A 1991 syndicated reboot, the new WKRP followed, and the show today ranks among the unsung 80s classic sitcoms. So, critically, Turkey's Away isn't really all that special until its final five minutes. Everyone at the station has some kind of encounter with Carlson who feels bored and left out, and tries to insinuate himself into the day-to-day -day running of the radio station. All in all, the episode itself is a pretty standard affair. There are a few good one-liners, but most of the episode performs setup to the hilarious conclusion. And what a conclusion! It's perhaps the funniest five minutes in sitcom history, second only to David Hyde Pierce trying to iron his pants in the Valentine's Day episode of Frasier. But without that final five minutes, it is possible that Turkey's Away and WKRP would have ended up as a footnote in TV sitcom history, and arguably so would have MTM Productions. According to TV Guide at the time, MTM had been operating at a loss for the past five years when WKRP debuted. Syndicated rerun sales of The Mary Tyler Moore Show and Bob Newhart didn't bring in as much cash as was expected, but WKRP's surprise success helped MTM roll on and allowed it to create some of the most beloved shows of the 80s, including St. Elsewhere and Hill Street Blues. As for Turkeys Away, it didn't win Wilson the Emmy as he thought, but in 1997, TV Guide ranked it as the 40th greatest episode of all time, and it logged in at number 65 in their 2009 revised list. In 2005, the turkey drop ranked number 31 on TV Guides and TV Land's 100 Most Unexpected Moments. And today, Internet Movie Database users have rated Turkeys Away a 9.6 out of 10. But even at the time that it aired, the episode was an instant classic. When CBS rebroadcast Turkeys Away during Christmas of 1980, the network included a special 30-second introduction by star Gary Sandy. 
You know, out of all the shows we've done on WKRP in the first three seasons, Sandy says while sitting on a stool in the DJ booth talking directly to camera, not one show ever generated the amount of mail, the amount of interest, as a show we did on our first season called Turkeys Away. Sandy tells viewers he thinks they might like to see it again, but adds wryly, it's about Thanksgiving, so naturally we've chosen the Christmas season to show it to you. Perhaps that's a slight dig at CBS's original decision to air the episode at Halloween back in 78. In later years, Richard Sanders found himself a highly coveted Thanksgiving Day Parade Marshal. Each year, he would travel to one town or another and recreate WKRP's turkey drop from roofs, cherry pickers, helicopters, and even once, fittingly, a blimp. But in each case, the turkeys were made out of rubber or paper mache. Gordon Jump pretty much left television acting in the early 90s when he became the iconic spokesperson for Maytag washers. In between taping commercials, however, you could often find him making public appearances, sometimes with Jerry Bloom, or heading up local acting seminars. But no matter where he landed up and down the dial, he often found himself answering the same question from fans. What's your favorite episode? And Jump always knew what people wanted to hear. For sheer comedy, for yucks, the turkey drop, he would say. Hugh Wilson went on to a distinguished film career, writing and directing Police Academy, Guarding Tess, and The First Wives Club, but he knew he had helped create something special with Turkeys Away. Before he passed away in 2018 at age 74, Wilson summed it up to the newspaper The Toledo Blade. It was hilarious, if I do say so myself, and I feel like I can say that. Even when I meet people today, and I get around to saying who I am, the first damn thing they'll say to me is, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Thanks for watching Best Eps, a collection of stories about the greatest, most remarkable, and sometimes famously infamous episodes in television history. If you like this video and would like to see more, be sure to click like and subscribe. That's the only way we'll be able to do more episodes like this one. If you have a favorite episode you'd like to see covered, be sure to drop a comment down below. And oh, hey, why not share this video with the TV fan in your life? If you'd like to hear one more possible inspiration for the infamous turkey drop, head on over to our Patreon page where patrons will get an exclusive video delving into that bizarre story. Just click on over to patreon.com slash TV's best apps. Oh, and by the way, if you're into the darker side of TV history, why not check out our podcast? It's called Dark Tube, TV's Wicked History. It's about the scandalous, infamous, and sometimes murderous past of our favorite pastime. Season one is a deep dive into the meteoric rise and tragic death of actor John Eric Hexum, thanks to a prop handgun on the set of his 1984 show, Cover Up. So check that out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay tuned for more Best Eps.